You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. The time is exactly 8.01 on this beautiful, will be beautiful Monday morning in Chicago, but our world has been turned upside down. I'm Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, who is assistant to the rector, which happens to be me, for plan development at the cathedral. Mark, how are you doing? Doing okay. I was saying to Jim... Uh, just before we got on the air, it's kind of an odd, it's such an odd time to, you know, pick up dinner and drop it at our uh, son and his wife and our three granddaughters' home, drop it at the front step and yeah. wave to them. You haven't seen them? I mean, in because terms of a you can't, one-on-one? You can't do the... I haven't seen my brother and his family, my sister, her family, or my other sister and her husband uh, in over three weeks. We talk on the phone. But it's it's just not the same. It's right. just not the, now. What's 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 the thing you mentioned to me off here about Misericordia? Right. So usually our family gets together. We host for Easter, and this year naturally we are not. Uh, so I thought, well, what could we do just to bring a little bit of Easter to our family and and our special friends that come and visit? So Misericordia is still open. Their bakery is open, and they do shipping. Uh, around the country. It still would be a good time to do it. And we have shipped, they have Easter baskets mm-hmm. with their baked goods. Uh, and so we shipped them to our kids and some of our friends. And they they shipped very quickly. The shipping's free. Uh, the basket, you can go online, Misericordia, just Google Misericordia Bakery, and you can go right to um, right to the website and order and probably if you order today, they'll still get them by the end of the week or yeah, at least and, by Easter Monday. And Sister Rosemary and Father Jack Clare have done a marvelous job with that entire staff for Misericordia. It's a, it's a phenomenal operation Yeah, our daughter taking can, care of God's Our children. daughter Consuelo works there, and she's working, uh, I think, a, th- uh, a morning shift you mm-hmm. know, in the nursing uh, facility. She said every day they take their temperature coming in, going out. They're very careful. Uh, it's just a wonderful place, and everybody is hurting right now, so they're all adjusting. Everybody's everybody's writing the lesson plan as we live through this. Yes, I think there is no playbook for this. It's uncharted waters, and do pray for the, especially the uh, the victims, those that have died, their families, those that are suffering with COVID-19. First responders, the nursing staffs, doctors, paramedics, crew, everybody, uh, they are. They right now are our heroes. They sure are unbelievable. So our time now is eight oh three, and uh, for phone number three one two two five five eight four zero eight. Mark Schmelzer, back by popular demand, the director <laughs> of communications for Mercy Home for Boys and Girls, joins us by phone. He's normally here, but it's all phone on our program. Mercy Home is greatly affected by the COVID nineteen crisis. Mark will discuss what measures Mercy Home has taken with their children 
and how they are providing critical support to the families connected to Mercy Home who are being hit especially hard right now. Mark, good morning. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm well. I'm hanging in there. Thank you again for having me. Uh, oh, I was sure. here a few short weeks ago when we were we were getting ready to celebrate our March for Kids and have a lot of fun and raise funds that way. And then uh, right before wow. the big raid weekend, this is kind of when it all hit in Illinois very hard and everything sort of shut down. And we've had to figure things out from there. Now, have you been going to work or do you work from home? Uh, for the for a little while, I was, and then I've been home for a few weeks now. Um, we have made the decision to, uh, with the guidance of the CDC and other experts, to minimize the physical presence on campus as much as humanly possible. We did a lot of consolidating of things, uh, and all staff like me, who don't need to be there, uh, and who can work remotely, are doing so and have been for quite a while. Um, I have a good little setup here in my basement, so this is my new office for the foreseeable future. Um, and of course, I'm 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 probably working a little bit more than usual <laughs> yeah. because there's so much to sort of keep to keep track of and to communicate to our internal audiences, our staff, and uh, so much change and so forth going on. So, um, but yeah, it's been. See, uh, I think you hit around the head, Mark, and that is for many of us, we are working harder because there is no playbook. There's no guidelines. Yep. And also, when you are being reactive to a situation, which means new direction, new protocols, mm-hmm. new changes uh, happening, it's time-consuming. Am I right, Mark? Right. And in some ways, it's a blank slate, which mm-hmm. for some folks, that creativity is a plus for them in terms of trying to create some new venues. For instance, at the cathedral you're creating some new venues on how to communicate with our parishioners. With you. Well, and it's, but it's a great. Father Mark. It's a great, Mary and I were listening, this is a little, Mark, a little commercial for Holy Name, but Mary and I were listening to the spiritual reflection, and we were listening to you, you know, sitting in our family room listening, and we kept nodding our heads. Yes, that's it. You know, the message, your message about choose this, not don't choose the negative, choose the positive, keep focus. Uh, I keep telling people, you know, it's peace over panic, faith mm-hmm. over fear, wisdom over worry. Yeah. And it, it's rough out there. It's going to get worse in Illinois and other places, but the Lord is with us. And we can't, we can't um, forget the Lord is with us. Right. And one of the ministries, Mercy, that, uh, that Mercy has been involved with for 25 years is the Mass at Mercy Home. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, that Mass, I know the Cardinal says Mass at the Cathedral, which is wonderful, but the Mass at Mercy Home becomes very critical for people you now. Know, people, Mark, I'm sure there's been a, a real uptick for the uh, WGN Channel 9 Mercy Home Television Mass because people are looking for ways to stay connected. But now here's a line that I've been using. The church or the churches are not closed. Buildings are. You are the church. You are the body of Christ. So the church is unclosed. Buildings are. And we take that analogy, then people are connecting to, through technology, it's the best we can do right now. And, and the Lord understands. So it. Um, now, what is being happening right now at Mercy Home in response to whole COVID-19? How has Mercy Home been affected? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for what you said about Sunday Mass. That is very true. And of course, you are a, a regular celebrant uh, of that Mass. And um, we're, pr- we're proud to be able to continue to give that service. And it's, it's even more important now more than ever. It sure is. Uh, and, I, and I know it's a fact, Mark, there's about 80,000 or 70,000 viewers 
per week on WGN Channel 9 for Mercy Home Television Mass at 9.30 a.m. And this was before COVID-19. Right. Now, you can have a sense of humor. Is it true there's a dip when Father Greg is celebrant? <laughs> you know, I don't have the figures in front of me, so I can't comment. <laughs> oh, honey, flip to another I, station. <laughs> you got to have a sense of humor. You, oh, you have to. You know. Oh, and also, you know, Mark, you, you also know um, the stuff on the Internet is flying. Some funny stuff out there. And, uh, and, you, and we have to laugh. We can't lose a sense of humor, the gift of prayer, the gift of humor. You, you need it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those memes of the mayor going around telling people to, to not be together and mm-hmm. putting the picture inside of classic paintings and things like that. Oh, yeah. Some, <laughs> some, some, kind of a sort of, uh, in fact, you know, before, before we, and you're right about that. Before we take us to uh, what's happening, how it's affected through Mercy Home, the whole COVID-19, Mark, Teresi, take us to break. Okay, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. Our telephone number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. We'll be coming back in a few minutes with Mark Smelser, and we're going to be talking about uh, charity, uh, very dear to my heart, Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. We'll talk about how they are continuing to minister to young people throughout the Chicagoland area. Please stay tuned. Charities needs your help. Amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to serve those least able to navigate these extraordinary circumstances, the poor, the homeless, the elderly, and those with no one to turn to. The needs in our community will only grow in the coming weeks and months, but so will the resolve and generosity of countless individuals across our region. With your help, Catholic Charities will will be there for those impacted with the food, financial assistance, and other support they need to recover and rise. Please visit catholiccharities.net and give what you can. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families.
We're back. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here dutifully assisting him. Mark, let's talk about, yeah. so Mercy Home, you've got boys' home, you've got girls' home, you've got aftercare. You've got, I remember I was at a wedding recently and Father Scott was celebrant and he said you care for over a 1,000 kids. How, how do you do that now? Well, uh, first of all, you know, uh, one of the under underappreciated dimensions of our work is the families that are connected to the kids in our care uh, that we're also providing some some level of service to. And when you when you add up all the children and families uh, regularly cared for during the course of a year, it's about 1,200. And I would, say, I would say it goes even farther. But these that's are the an amazing that are, number. We never have guessed that high. Yeah, I mean, so so the kids who live with us full time, for example, 134 typically at a time, they all have families. They all come from somewhere, and even though those families may be struggling, and in some cases, uh, sadly, those families may be fairly broken, um, we are doing everything we can to help uh, heal those families because those kids have to go somewhere after this, and, right. and those families need need help too. Uh, and most of them are struggling even in the best of times, and so they're struggling even worse right now. Um, we also have kids in our aftercare program who, you know, have families who, in our aftercare program, we've always sort of reached out to the families and directed them to the resources that might help them, uh, you know, get the healing that they need so you can create a more whole and functional family. And then we have the, our mentoring program, the Friends First Mentoring Program, mm -hmm. where kids who are from a struggling family who live out in the community are matched with uh, volunteer mentors. Well, those families are another uh, sort of area of our service as well. And so, at this time, all those all those families who are always always on the margins of you know economically and otherwise uh, are really pushed to the brink with job loss, um, you know, reduced pay, and now the stress of of dealing with isolation and all these uh, stresses that come with this crisis. Uh, to that as well, so. What we had to do with the uh, recommendation of the CDC is to reduce our, our our presence on our campuses as much as possible. So what we did is on a case-by-case -case basis, every child that could go somewhere temporarily, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a friend's home or another family member or maybe the original family member, whatever the case may be, uh, we've sent them home. This is a few weeks ago that we started doing that. And uh, we still have a number of uh, several kids on the on campus who have nowhere safer to go. Right. But we had to make sure that wherever they went was was the safest place that they could be. It was a safe place they could be temporarily. How do you, uh, and we're gonna, go I'm, ahead. How do you keep up with them? Well, we this is where we're going to get into the you know the planning that we've done to create a uh, entire structure of of continued care mm -hmm. for people both who live with us still and people who are living with temporarily in other places. I should also point out that, you know, every kid's story is very unique and they mm -hmm. come to us, uh, you know, in, from different circumstances and they're all at different stages of their, of their health, of their life too, mm -hmm. uh, where some kids were just a few months from kind of going back home or whatever anyway. And some kids uh, we have, because we work with the families, uh, throughout the year when they're when they're with us, we have, you know, some of these families now have better tools to uh, dealing with the things that they're dealing with. Uh, Mark, so Mark that, what is the age range of the children there? Um, the, the res in our residential program, the full-time residential program, kids range from 11 at the lower end to anywhere about 21, 22, uh, certainly kids who are in college and, um, you know, beginning their work mm -hmm. lives. 
Uh, there's no official cap at the, at the top end, but uh, effectively it's about 22. Um, we also have a lot of, but most of the kids are in their teenage years. It's interesting when I do the uh, Mercy Home television mass for, for boys and girls, and the servers are the children from Mercy Home, you, you can just look at them. They so appreciate what Mercy Home has been for them. One, one uh, young lady said to me, without Mercy Home, I would not be alive. Wow. I would not be alive. And uh, she's about 15 years old, and uh, they're good kids, come from tough backgrounds, and I just can't stress enough the great work of Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Now, Mark, when you had that event a couple of weeks ago and it canceled on you, uh, that had a hurt financially. It did. Um, we were we were really hoping to not only raise funds for our program, and we're 100% privately funded, by mm-hmm. the way. I, I know your listeners here uh, know that, but we do not take government money. Uh, that allows us the flexibility, uh, particularly that, that we're seeing right now. We've, we've been very flexible in the way we're, we're kind of remotely caring for a lot of kids. and uh, But throughout the year, uh, that private funding uh, allows us to really tailor our services to each each individual child. There's no one-size-fits-all method of treatment. And since uh, we can maybe uh, for a couple of times right now on the air, is give us a web, a number they can go to to make a contribution. Sure. Well, mercyhome.org. Uh, okay. And you'll see if you go there, there is a little pop-up that says something about our, our crisis and, and what's going on. And uh, we're we're having to provide a lot of care now to these families, and I can get into that as well. So in this new normal that we're in for the moment, um, we created – we've been meeting, by the way, all throughout March. You, you mentioned uh, kind of to echo what you said. Father Scott has been telling our staff and our donors to, you know, trust – fear not and trust in Christ, but also, you know, plan and, and mm-hmm. respond. So we've been planning and meeting virtually every day uh, for most of this month to to – to plan for the care that we're going to continue to provide to these families and these children. And part of that is that response was the creation of something we call internally the Compassionate Care Task Force. And what that um, organization does is allows us to coordinate the, um, the food resources, which is the number one priority for a lot of these families, the financial uh, resources in some cases, um, the uh, the educational resources and the therapeutic resources uh, that they're going to need to to get through this. Uh, but the number one thing, obviously, before you can you know do anything, you need to eat, right? So a lot of these families are struggling. So we're doing. Our staff is continuing to reach out daily and weekly to the families of our kids and doing an assessment of their needs. And they're finding where uh, which families are struggling just to put food on the table at this point, and they're not getting it from other. You know, maybe they're not getting a sufficient amount from other places. Um, and we're coordinating uh, donations from grocery stores and restaurants and delivering them to these families. So that we're doing is marvelous. A lot of, yeah, we're doing a lot of driving around and, and delivering food uh, to, to our families as well. Mark, and, we're going to take a little break. Uh, sure. When we come back, I wanted to ask you um, the new partnerships. You're starting to hint at them. All of a sudden, there's mm-hmm. a creativity at Mercy where you're going to create new partnerships that didn't exist before. Uh, for the care of these kids. So we'll talk about that when we come back. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here, 312-255-8408. When we come back, we'll talk some more about the wonderful work, Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Please stay tuned.
When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. Hello, this is Marie Jochum from The Voice of Charity. In all Catholic Charities programs and services, we try to promote healthy life habits among our clients. This includes our adult clients who are challenged with limitations and cannot be left alone during the day. We invite you to experience our three adult daycare centers and see the positive impact we have on the life of your loved one. At Accolade in Oak Park and at the St. Alby and Ada S. Niles Centers in Chicago, you'll find stimulating individualized activities in a safe, protected, inviting atmosphere. We focus on each individual's strengths as each participant comes to enjoy friendships, stay active, and participate in daytime programming that includes breakfast, lunch, and snack. Caregivers and family members get a break while participants are served with compassion, competence, and dignity by staff and volunteers who are trained and experienced in working with adults with special needs. There's a modest daily charge, yet many Medicare Advantage plans include adult daycare coverage. Other discounts also apply. We often hear family members and participants say they wish they had known about Catholic Charities Adult Daycare Centers sooner. To learn more, call 312-655-7470. That's 312-655-7470. We're back. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz here, assisted by Mark Teresi. Uh, Mark, as we look at um, Mercy Home and the wonderful work you're doing, one of the things that I've always been, um, now, full transparency, I was there for seven or eight years. I love the place. Uh, But the dynamic leadership there, there's some flexibility Mm -hmm. that you have built in because of your financial independence um, that really is charting a new course probably for some partnerships and relationships you didn't have before. Do you want to speak to that at all? Well, you know, because of our private funding, we do have to be uh, very creative, as you say, to secure funding and and seek out partnerships, not only with the individual donors across the country who who generously sustain this mission, but also with uh, businesses, local and, and even beyond. But in this particular crisis, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of we're focusing a lot on, on groceries and uh, I'm sorry, grocery wholesalers and grocery stores, as well as some restaurants uh, with the support that our donors have given us uh, to try to you know, coordinate some food deliveries or even food purchases in some cases to get, you know, to these families uh, who are in need. Um, you know, certainly we talked when I was here talking about March for Kids, you know, that that was a, a program that was made possible in, in large part by the the partnerships and uh, corporations that that sponsor us and provide us with uh, support, but now in this crisis, we have to kind of look at things a little differently as well, and 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 do everything we can to reach out to those businesses to help. 
Here, here's what um, I was impressed with. So I showed Father Greg this last week. Mm-hmm. Crane Chicago business. The back first one week it was in the middle. There was a full mm-hmm. page Mercy ad, yeah. co-sponsored, and now last week the back page. And I thought, how dynamic in this crisis yeah. to say to the business community, "Here's a mission that everybody can support because we're caring for kids here in our city during this crisis." That was a that was very well done. Very well done. How did Absolutely. that happen? Go ahead. How did that happen? Well, if you're referring, for in that particular instance, to our March for Kids ads and cranes, I mean, there's an example where Wintrust, a good supporter of the home, uh, a good, great bank here in Chicago, good friends of the home, uh, you know, they leveraged some of their, their, their own advertising activities and donated to us and let us, you know, have the floor for a little while. Uh, and they had me on the, uh, their noon business hour on, another radio, on a radio station, too. They, they basically, you know, they like Mercy Home, so they're using their, uh, their megaphone as it were. Yeah, Wintrust uh, is uh, phenomenal. They're, they're so Ed generous. Wehmer, and, oh, okay. Ed Wehmer is uh, top-notch, a devout Catholic, and uh, a lot of his staff the same way in terms of just so generous to the community. Mm-hmm. And they truly are always giving back. And it, uh, Now, we only have a couple of minutes here left, uh, Mark. As you look into the future, what's mm-hmm. on the horizon? First of all, we know for the, at least until April 30th and maybe beyond, there's this, this new protocol in place now. So... But even go beyond that, what's going on with Mercy Home? Well, uh, obviously, it, everything changes day by day. But, we, you know, we've had to stop admission, new admissions. Mm-hmm. We're going to you know, be planning for the day when we can open it, that back up. Um, but also welcome, you know, some of our kids back home and uh, helping the other kids transition to their next stage of their lives, whether, you know, whether it's going off to college or going off to the work world or what have you. Um, but, yeah, there's. I would say that, um, you know, Right now, our, our critical need is fundraising to make this remote care and, and the service to families and the children uh, possible. Um, as far as the future, you know, Mercy Home has been around for 130. Let's put it this way: we've been around for 133 years. We, we weathered crises. We had the Great Depression. We had we saw the Great Depression, the wars, uh, the Great Recession. There was even a time at the very beginning when Father Mahoney, who founded the home, had had to disband the home because the the rent that where they were living was was. Uh, doubled, and he had to send the kids to other places while he scraped up a, enough money to purchase the land where we sit today. Do you realize the uh, Mercy Home, where you are, weathered the Spanish flu, 1918, yeah. 1919, the pandemic then, in which many, many thousands died. And uh, right. that was the first time in our archdiocese back in 18 and 19, 100 years ago, that the directive was also given, stay home, don't come to Mass. This is not the first time in our history churches are closed. It's the second time, to my knowledge, in the archdiocese, and Mercy Home weathered that pandemic. And we weathered it because of the generosity of people like your listeners and people throughout the country who believe in this mission and, and support it and make it possible. It's been like that since the beginning, and, and also because of our dynamic leadership, like you said. All of our presidents— Father Scott Donnie, who was a, you know, previous before that, Father Jim Close, just outstanding, mm-hmm. tremendous, out, great priests— Exactly. Absolutely. And they spent all of their energy as a priest, as priests, and Scott's still doing it, uh, for mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. It's a great testament to their priesthood, but also to the gospel message of serving, Matthew 25. Exactly. That, and, that's the core, that's the thing that animates everything that we do at Mercy Home, for sure. Yeah. In the last minute, Mark, again, give us the web and a possible phone mm-hmm. number. 
well, the main thing we need is donations and people to support us at mercyhome.org. That's mercyhome.org. Mm-hmm. Phone um, number? Uh, 312-738-7560. That number once uh, again? An 800 number, uh, mercy, uh, 1-800-MERCY-55. Okay, let's try both right. numbers again. 312-7560. Correct. And the 1-800? Uh, one eight, uh, well, I'm sorry, 1-877. Uh, wait, oops. Now we've totally confused the listeners. This is all new. 1-877-MERCY-55. I apologize. I knocked my phone off the table here. Yeah, and it's, well, Mark, I want to thank in a very special way Mark Schmelzer, the Director of Communications for Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Mark, you've done a marvelous job with yes. the entire staff. Our prayers with all of you with this whole new protocols in place, but the, the key is the safety for the children. They're number one. You do a great job with it. So thanks again, Mark, and uh, health to you and blessings to your whole family. Stay healthy and God bless. Thank you so much. Want to thank you in a very special very way, much, Mark. Mark Schmelzer, and this is Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750-312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackwitz along with Mark Teresi. The time is coming up on 830 on this beautiful Monday morning in Chicago. Stay at home, stay home, and we'll be back after these messages, and again, do not touch that dial.